you have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe podcast. Your contacts code names are Luke. It comes out in these locker rooms and shit. Like I've, I've heard bona fide stories, uh, verified stories of like the baseball team at Eastern all getting together and masturbating with each other in the same room. Mike. I appreciate the outfits that Peyton Stewart wore. He looked like an old school racist golfer. Like he, he wasn't a racist as far as I know, but you know, like the Vagger Bantz racist golfers of the old timey days. Whoa. The Is It Safe Talk Show. Welcome in, everybody. Joey Lawrence approves of this show. He always has and always will. Last I checked, Joey Lawrence is still a sexy man. And we hope you're having a sexy time, whatever you're doing. Myself. But he won't say whoa anymore. That's right. He, well, he lifted it, actually. He stopped, and now he's back, apparently. He has reinstated the woe. So that's why whoa. I brought the woe back. Because Joey's no, back. The woe man is over. The woe man is over. That's the voice of our friend Steve who's joining us today. It's always great to have Steve on the Is It Safe Talk show. Luke, welcome to the show, Luke. How are you? You okay? Yeah, man. Doing great. I'm really glad to hear that Lawrence is back. I honestly feel like he really was missing a huge, a huge, uh, what do they call it? Um, OnlyFans or something? What's the one where they can... People Whoa! Like, cameo? Pe- cameo, yeah. They give you like a hundred bucks to... He could just be saying whoa and literally make like a hundred dollars a whoa. Like so he was really missing out. I'm glad wow, he's back. dude. Yeah. It's really disappointing. We're all happy. Here I mean, that there's he a retired that. We're all very happy here. Congratulations, Joey. Whoa. And wanna let you guys know that the Is It Safe talk show is available to be communicated with is a safe pod at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know how you're feeling. The email has been a little light recently and Maybe that's because we kind of dragged ass and we let you down. I want to let you know we're still here for you. We love you. I know it's shocking news. Steve's uh, Steve would like you to send an email, wouldn't you, Steve? Come on. Emails? Yeah. Send the emails. <laughs> okay. Who cares? Yeah. I don't give a shit. Well, whatever. I was just talking before we hit the record button. How I went and bought my brother a vape today. Yeah. Uh, he asked for a vape. He's in rehab right now, so everybody's smoking all day. That's all it is in those residential rehabs is people talking to them about their issues or maybe trying to avoid them entirely, but they're stuck there regardless. And every 10 minutes, they go out for a smoke. Smoke break, smoke break, smoke break. So it's either smoke cigarettes, which, I, I mean, vaping, smoking, how could either one be any worse than the other? I really don't know the difference. So. <laughs> Is there, is there one worse? Do we know every, for sure? Just I every mean, 10 minutes. Well, I don't know. I mean, they, the the <laughs> science is still being done, you know, by... You That's know, putting it mildly. Whatever lobbyists is, uh, you know, supporting these these studies. But, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like it sounds like it's basically the same thing. I mean, it's still just an addiction. But, I mean, nicotine in and of itself is a pretty mild stimulant and has shown... Plenty of plenty of benefits for kind of like uh, instant recall and and, and that kind of thing. But oh. obviously, if uh, if you're if you're in rehab for uh, smoking cigarettes, then that's the wrong thing. <laughs> but if you're in rehab for Zing. literally any other any other issue, then uh, I feel like that's the right thing to do. Steve, uh, you're a smoker. Would you rather vape or just smoke till you die? Well, here's the biggest difference I've noticed being out at the bars is uh, 
if you're out smoking at the bar, and uh, a lot of outdoor bars in Charleston, there's no smoking inside, but uh, you're out at the bar, ripping a heater, someone comes <laughs> up, come on with smoke, yeah, you give them a smoke. But then if you got a vape, that's some that's like a stranger that's like, hey, can I hit your jewel? That's like, for real? <laughs> can I get it hit off your jewel? And then, like, you got her, like, stranger juice on your vape. <laughs> you're going into a rehab. <laughs> Uh, actually lock that in right there that's totally fucking true also it's it felt different to geez just give somebody like a drag off a cigarette or let somebody hit a joint uh versus grabbing somebody's uh vaporizer doesn't matter what it is you know weed, weed cigarettes whatever uh there's something different about it uh but you're right either way you know mostly it's like can I bum this? Sure. Much cleaner. I keep hearing, every time Steve says Jewel, I just keep hearing Jewel in my head. Oh, yeah, she, she had Snaggletooth, but uh, still quite attractive. She might be the most attractive person of all time with the Snaggletooth. So you're saying you would hit that Jewel? Hey! Booyah! That's putting it mildly. That is putting it mildly, absolutely. I don't know where she is now, what she's doing today. Actually, Shout out to our boy Danny. She's Alaskan. I think she was from Alaska. I don't think she lives there anymore. Maybe she still does, but Danny lives in Alaska. And Danny, send us an email about Jewel. Tell us about Alaska. We're coming up on our 100th episode very soon, so we're due for a Danny email. This is episode 97, just in case anybody was wondering. Maybe is he's homesteading with Jewel. More, real, uh, more of a real Alaskan than Jewel? Oh. Wow. I don't know. I'm I think asking. you just stopped with, is Sarah Palin real? There, well, there you go. <laughs> that's probably better. Whoa. Yeah, that's a whoa for sure. Actually, somebody put a Twitter poll a couple weeks ago. I don't even know who it was. Would you rather elect Sarah Palin or Kamala Harris president? Yeah. I was like, oh, boy. That's Man, depends on what gross. you really want in the end. Um, <laughs> you just want, I don't know, you just want to like uh, funny shit that you can just... I don't know. Use the hate. Fuck yourself to death, or or what? I I don't know. I they need it's both. They need to it's go to uh, vice, It's both terrible. Vice presidential I, rehab. That's what they need. Both of them. Well, no, yeah. Sarah Palin was never a vice president, anyways. But both of them could use a stint in rehab. You're going into a rehab. I think if uh, uh, I think if the president dies in office, the vice president uh, should be executed. takes a shit. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. that's it. I think I think both should be out. Start all over. Well, I feel like Kamala Harris Allegedly. gets put in bad situations, but she says dumb shit too. So I, I don't know. I don't know how you make it that far in life. I'm not saying that vice president is the greatest thing in the world, but it's still, you know, you gotta have a clue at least, don't you, Steve, to be a vice president? Or is that just not even true anymore, or never was true? Do you have to have a clue to be president? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just walked into that one, didn't I? <laughs> what would Miller Fillmore say? That's what I want to know. What would Alexander Pierce say? Good God! No, he might say good this, God. No, this is some quiz. This is some quiz bullshit. I, you know, quiz bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Tony like, Smith was in Quiz Bowl. <laughs> oh shit! Faster left. Vester Lepp was, oh, yeah, I just, oh, wait, we talked about him on a show once, and I never said his whole name. There it is. Whatever, he's out. There it is. Tony. 
Yeah. Yeah. The guy well, was... you'd have to connect the dots. You'd have to like piece the two shows together. So yeah, good luck figuring that one out. I mean, I'm sure there's that... a number of Anthony Smiths out there. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Anthony dude. Smith, wherever you are, my friend, I'm sure you're alive. I don't know if you're well, but you are alive. I will say that doing quiz bowl with sure that he's alive. How's how are you? Oh, he's just like, he's alive, dude. Certain. I guarantee it. Oh, no way. That, that guy right. doesn't You're die. Right. He's like moss. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he'll just yeah. always be growing and living. He might not be growing. He's just alive. He's, he's living. That's all I can say. Yeah, he's like the, uh, he's like the future, the future cellular layer of like a snake's uh, <laughs> molting, you know, like he's always one step ahead. Like whatever gets shedded off, he's still there. He's still going to. Whoa. Be well, if you start out with all cancer cells, you just can't get cancer. So. That's also. putting it mildly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you're right. You're goddamn right. There's some truth to that. Too many. <laughs> Funny. Fucking walking tumor. I, uh, I wanted to, we only have one email. I just wanted to read it now and get it out of the way. Not that we get them out of the way, but I figured I'd just do it now. It's from Mr. Pink, yeah. who we love, Mr. Pink. Hello. Hope you're doing love well him. out there. This was from six days ago, and it said, it's titled, Yay! With an exclamation point. By the way, uh, he spells yay, Y. I guess maybe I don't spell yay out. I spell yeah all the time. Sometimes I mean to say yay, and I'm not realizing it when I'm doing it. Hmm. Yay is more flamboyant. Some got jabs, um, some sell yay. <laughs> yeah. Yay. <laughs> hey, some look smoke and fuck all day. It's cool. I'm down. Uh, Mr. Pink says, thanks for the reference in the latest episode. I'm like Mike when it comes to celebs and sports stars. I tend to keep my distance. That might be due to my lack of front teeth. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry to hear about that. But even before my life turned down meth lane... I never really approached famous people. Is Mr. Pink full? Luke, Mr. Pink has told us some wild shit in his emails over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, He's is, never referenced this. Is he fucking with us now? I mean, how much of this is I'm real? What, he, you know, truck driver, starting, meth it's user. St it's starting to... If he keeps adding these things up, he's going to be just a tiny little husk uh, with like a, a helmet on and some bicycle bicycle shorts. He's got nothing left. His body is deteriorating immediately. Very quickly. Month over yeah, month, like year the, over year. This is a redneck version of the uh, the unreliable like English mystery narrator, like girl on a train or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe. Like we're, how much is this real? We were convinced. We were convinced at some point we knew who it was, or at least Mike was, but he wouldn't tell us. And then uh now now who the hell knows? But all right. Well, let them let the mystery be. I know. That's, I, I want the mystery I, to stay Irish alive. Dement. I want it to stay alive. I'm but I'm still I'm still gonna just go with what he says. He just keeps throwing shit out there. Hell, he could be a she or in between. I don't even know. It's just like more and more wild in stuff. Between. Is that the Sorts other is that great. the other gender, Mike? In between. It's something I say on other shows sometimes when I try to reference everybody. Yes. I think it's she a safe way to <laughs> just make sure. Yeah, to get everybody. You know? It sounds like a Shel Silverstein poem. <laughs> well, I'm certainly no Shel Silverstein, but uh, I do want to reference everybody out the there. Person. Oh, no. No, bud, no. All right, anyways, back to the email. So, meth, yes. Meth lane. I never really approached famous people. 
definitely not punishing you guys by not emailing. Sometimes I just don't think I have anything to add. That's okay, Mr. Pink. I did think of a question, though. Have you guys ever been helped by a self-help book? Ooh, have you even read a self-help book? I saw a person carrying a stack of books and oh. saw more than a few self-help books. Now, they could have been delivering them or part of an interlibrary loan system, but this was out in public, and I think they were for personal consumption. The only thing I could think was to be grateful I'm not them. My life may be a pile of smoldering dog shit, <laughs> but I don't need Stephen Covey, John Maxwell, Tim Ferriss, or Brene Brown to fix me. Give me some mm. good old Vic Frankel and let me make better choices. Oh, uh, what was that All about right. man? What that was the book? Man, something about men? Uh, man's Search for Meaning. Yes, thank you. Well, thank yeah, you, Mr. I mean, that's that's the I mean that's the the real self help book. I mean that's like the original. That's the OG. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Mind Kampf is. That depends on like your leanings. Oh. But Mike, you probably have more to say about this than most people. You know, when it comes to the self help books, I mean, you're very familiar. Self help is a term I mean, that I don't not, like. You know what I mean? Because it automatically. I know what you mean. I'm going to explain it. Self help is a term that gets used immediately to identify people who get caught up in this really it's just an industry it's another industry or maybe a genre but it's just a place where a lot of scumbags go to exploit people and take advantage of them without any real meaning or answers or uh, assistance to people's lives so i really hate the term but uh, i understand what they are and my wife leanne she's big time and uh, like improvement and like learning and growing and trying to get the most out of herself so i get exposed to a lot of that stuff all the time and i you know i've definitely been down a few roads with that stuff for sure and that's fine and i'm all for it and if you want to try to find some deeper sense of understanding about yourself through others then be my guest but there's a lot of scumbags out there just trying to exploit you like to me like tony robbins is just He's just this giant, he's a guy that you can make fun of because he's really easy to make fun of because he's gigantic and he talks yeah, like this. He's an actual giant. <laughs> Banana hands. Yeah. Fucking six, fucking eight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow, he's like, dude. He's like 300 pounds and he doesn't, doesn't really be. have a lot of body. I mean, he probably does now, but I mean, yeah. He's like six, eight, 300 pounds. He's huge. He's a monster. <laughs> he's a real monster, a real life monster. I never typed in how much does Tony Robbins weigh until right now. <laughs> All right, I was Survey guessing. Says, Where is it at? Eighty-six kilograms. Oh God! All right, do a fucking conversion. Six foot seven, ninety-five kilograms, according to TopCelebrity.com, everybody's favorite celebrity website. Whoa! <laughs> so that's that's just over two hundred pounds. Wow, that's no. svelte. No way. Just svelte. over two hundred pounds at six seven. No, have you seen He would look like guy? Jonathan looks... Bender, wouldn't he, Steve? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he looks more like a Tony Baselli or a tight end or something. <laughs> he does look like Tony Baselli. He looks a... like a blue whale of a human being. He's fucking ridiculous. He's fucking super top heavy and strange looking. And he does That's a lot of mild, he does a lot of swimming in those like infinity pools that just you know, he just oh, yeah? laps. Yeah, he does that Ooh, kind of shit. Yeah. 
Instagram, the uh, Infinity Pool collection. I once knew a, a sales guy who came into our company to like revamp our whole company. Uh, gave us all like diagnost like psychological diagnostics and all this. And uh, he he Get used his relationship with Tony Robbins is like a real selling point. He used to brag about it all oh. the time, and I was like, I'm oh, sure he God. did. Oh man, I don't know why you think that's cool to me, dude. <laughs> Can't do it. So wait, so Luke, do you think Tony Robbins is just trash, or what? What is it about him that you have no interest in? in? Yeah, zero interest. Yeah, no, I have zero interest. Why? Uh, I'm so I'm with Mr. Pink on this. Like, uh, I think I think what he's getting at is that like none of this shit just cuts it for him. It just it doesn't cut it. All the stuff that he's seeing in the self help category doesn't cut it. So yeah, so fuck self help. Uh, read things that actually matter and and you know help yourself that way i mean i guess in a way everything in in the world is self-help so we're gonna get on right, your face and point out your faults yeah that that actual that like moniker that that title that that way of arranging information categorizing shit is uh completely useless so yeah fuck all that don't don't read any of that shit all the stuff that that person was holding in their arms is complete um it's it's complete trash and so you want me to change fuck you there is no there is no one that has a particular answer for anything that anybody is going through that's like at all universalizable and this is something that like i've believed for universalizable a very long time. i like that it's something i believe for a very long time which is like what is the point of like moral theory because like the original point or or i would say let's say a um a strong undercurrent in most moral theory is establishing something that is a universalizable principle, a categorical imperative in general. And so most moral theory is dependent upon that. And so moral theory, which is basically where self-help comes from, it's all these people pulling specific like uh rules like behaviors ethics or whatever and they're they're basically just trying to plot out uh a system of of data points they're trying to plot out a system of of rules or whatever and like i, I remember a professor telling me a long time ago he was, I, I don't i don't understand the point what is the fucking point because there is no point in the end you are not going to find a universalizable principle it's it's fine if you if you want to get Kantian about it and you want to talk about, you know, not lying. But like, you know, you have to lie in the face of, you know, Nazis at your front door when you have Jews in the basement. Like, it's OK to have it's OK to understand that. But in terms of putting things into practice in your own life, uh, having these uh, these moral corollaries to everything that you're Everything that you actually like you're reading and everything that you want to do, uh, I feel like sets you up for failure more often than not and makes you feel like shit. And that's how they sell you the next book. Almost always is the case. I, I could be I could be way off. I don't know. I rambled a little bit, but about a nine on the tension scale, Rube. <laughs> yes, that's true. So, so putting aside Kant and the monad, uh, the <laughs> etymology you. of improvement was uh, originally meant explicitly for land. And by improving it, it was like English feudal system. Are you doing something with the land? And mm -hmm. to have that term 
grow into the language and be applied to people. It, it is as colonizing a fucking concept as anything. So if you want to read those books and fucking colonize yourself, fucking go for it. And you'll be just as happy as uh, <laughs> Aboriginal, Native Americans, and First Nations people. Hmm. And Walk the fucking yeah. serfs. Bye, Felicia. So there is no, I mean, they're Walk all just yeah. being lumped together. I mean, can't there be one book that was written that helped someone? That's not the fucking question. It helps. That someone. is the question. This reminds me of like the curb episode where he's like, uh, "Do you feel better?" He's like, "Yeah, I feel a little bit better." And he was like, "Well, you're better." He was like, "You yeah. owe me, you owe me like a thousand dollars." And he's like, "Well, I'm not better." He's like, "But you said you're better." Yeah, come on, you're all better. Like, Move this on. This is what we're talking about. It's fucking stupid. Just because like uh, new ideas enter like uh, very smooth brains does not necessarily mean that they're worthwhile. You have failed. And there's and also like uh, glorifies the individual. Like a lot of times it's you focusing on you, which is like selling yourself to yourself. Like that's what the authors are doing. And that's fucking easy. But to bring together a community, which is what you need to be able to thrive, uh, you need ideas that are outside yourself from like hopefully someone in your peer group or someone that you interact with, not just words on a page telling you to look at you to get better at you. Whatever, motherfucker! Yeah. There's definitely a lot of that. There's also people who try to tell people, hey, help yourself by helping others. There's, I've run into that, and that's a good philosophy, I think. In fact, I've tried it, and sometimes it works, but then sometimes it doesn't because when you're trying to help others and they got problems and you don't really have all, you know, your shit figured out, it can put you in a real dicey dicey foundation which i think leads to uncertainty for everybody involved but no, you're not wrong there's a lot of that there's a lot about the individual but there's i think uh you know i tell leanne this all the time I'm like you just need to just do what you want to do no one's going to tell you anything else that you don't already know about this life like just do it you don't need to have someone else's plan just act and i i often wonder if maybe she's just caught up in a just a cycle that doesn't allow her to move forward. But, you know, that's another this story. This is the uh, In Living Color theory. In Living Color. Do, 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 do. You can do, do what you want to do. do. In Living <laughs> Color. Oh, seriously, you I don't can, know that one. You could be. You could be. I just want to list watching color. <clears throat> I just want to watch In Living Color of, uh, clips the rest of the show now. So. Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, you could be born. On, you could be born on third base and you could want to. um for some reason just return to the batter's box and just keep i mean maybe for some for some people uh they never actually really wanted to do any of the things that um they purport that these these books or these materials or pamphlets or whatever you know kind of lead them to do because again, okay well that would make me a real asshole wouldn't it as steve was saying i mean like there there is a there there is kind of just an egocentric fucking loop that happens with all of it. You know, you're reading it to like, you're reading it mostly for validation uh, in order to do the things that you feel like you want to do that. Like you feel like that maybe there's some barrier, but like this book isn't going to do it. And the people that our lives are tough enough as it is. I'm not looking for um, ways to get rid of the few things that provide relief and comfort. I mean, on the contrary. And the people that write these books, as much as it's, as much as it's like uh, therapy for them to do it, it's, that that's fine, but doesn't need to be released to the public. Uh, Whoa. The, the megalomaniacal uh, kind of angle to it, or the the capitalist 
you know, angle is, you know, of course they got to make money and uh, exploit people, um, exploit the, I don't want to call them rubes because very good, very good people have, have, um, you know, invested in these, these products. But I mean, that, that's all they are is just, just products by charlatans and, you know, snake oil salesmen and, and people who are, you know, reproducing the, you know, capitalist realism. So, I mean, it, there's no, there is no way out with, with any of these books. Self-help, uh, is just, it is the help to provide, uh, provide economic, uh, well-being to the person who wrote that fucking piece of shit. It's a I dated mean, look, moniker. Look at like it's a, a fucking, like a fucking dated fucking, moniker. It's how stupid. About Robin D'Angelo. I mean, come on. You guys read that, didn't you? Yeah, that was dumb. I I had no idea what Leanne got me into, and then once I figured it out, I was like, "Oh shit!" And I, I tell you That's this insane. though, by doing that, I learned a lesson, and I taught her a lesson. We learned together, and we grew from that experience. Although initially, I was like, "Oh, we're doing a book club. Okay, yeah, I'll join up." And then, you know, I'm like doing videos about the fucking book for a second, and then I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" She's a fucking corporate, fucking shill. Oh shit. <laughs> And this fucking agenda is just you didn't, filled uh, with trash. You didn't Google her? You didn't Google her before nah, you read it? you know, I just... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just have a lot of trust in my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, and I just went for it. I, I, I wasn't thinking. But I figured it out, and that's good. So in the end, I'm happy it went down that way because I learned a lesson from it. I'm just glad I learned the yeah. lesson. If I hadn't learned the lesson, it would be a big loss. But that's not... That's not self-help. That's just a that's a stupid book. That's a book trying to like set an agenda. I don't think of that as a self-help. That's book. what they. I get it. But isn't well, that what they all do? It's the same format. Sorry, Steve. Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's the same as uh, like seven habits of highly effective people or something. Mm -hmm. All it's meant to be is like a salve because they know capitalism sucks and they know you're fucked and they know you're gonna buy their book. So here's the little lubricant to make you a better cog in the fucking machine. <laughs> and guess what? You're going to pay to lube yourself up. Oh, my God. Seth Rogen was laughing for a long time there. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of truth to that. This is all being, you know, it's absolutely generalized. It, but there's people, it, and I've talked to people who care about trying to help others, and they don't all fall under this agenda. So I think this it's is not fair that like, somebody I says that. I think you might be... Uh, you might be I'm not missing up, the point. Like, no, no, not missing the point. No, no, you just you jumped on me before I even finished. I said you might be mixing up like self help versus helping others. Yeah, well, it's what you're dictating the terms are. Self help is a stupid term. It means I know but what it means. Saying, it means Tony Robbins. It means the seven. Yeah, it means all that shit. I know that. No, I know you, that. That's why I don't I, like I that term. I know that you understand that. Uh, you were you were saying people have like i don't i guess use this material to help others and you don't we're think talking in all... vague terms this is too vague yeah man. it's too vague what, to, what what helps who we're talking we're saying what we're saying no you, they. you mentioned we're not people saying help, you mentioned specifics. people helping others that's not even the topic because when we're talking about self-help who's helping anyone no one's helping well, self-help could be it's written a, in a million a different ways yeah a, well you're just distraction yeah, we're just putting labels on the whole thing, and that's it. Anybody who was ever labeled under a self-help book, that's it. They are under this, and that's it. So it doesn't uh, work for me. I don't like talking in those terms. I kind of I feel guess like that's it's, how I work. I kind of feel like it's about. It's kind of like the legal argument. Like it needs to have some form of high standard. Whoa. It needs to have like a high standard for uh, for proof. Mm -hmm. yeah, like beyond a reasonable doubt. 
you want to classify yourself as a self-help book, you better have helped a lot of selves. And I sometimes sort of wonder, well, what is anyway, it doing to me? I think that's probably enough on I that. I think that's a good question. Unless you got other, uh, unless you got other things. And I sometimes I sort of wonder, say, well, what is it doing to me? I was going to say, uh, I mean, there are plenty of books that aren't in the self-help section at your Barnes and right, Noble exactly. whatever, that, that yeah. can help. I think that's what you're trying to say. Yeah, it's so, what we're labeling self-help. The term is, I hate the term self-help. It's fucking stupid because I know it brings out the fucking snake oil salesman. It always has. It always will. And it sucks. Here, help yourself. I guess we could probably all agree that it sucks that you have to, if you want to try at least, if you at least have a desire. And I, I appreciate and respect anybody who has a desire to try to learn about anything. Just having that desire alone is already a bonus. And it sucks that you have to go through all this bullshit that you might not ever get to a decent person who has no one set of rules or ways of living or methods are the true answer to life. It's just, it's ridiculous to even consider that notion. But if you have to go through all this bullshit just to find maybe one book that you took one point away, you're like, oh, well, that's that's a takeaway I can have, one thing. It doesn't mean the whole thing has to work. It's like they say in uh, 12 Steps, you know. Take what you want, leave the rest. You don't have to take all of it. You don't have to follow every fucking rule of the twelve. I'm steps. only doing. I'm only doing yeah, step four. Are, <laughs> that, yeah, it's a that's a fucking listicle though. That's not something that's actually helped. It's it's like quick pro tip. <laughs> yep. Like that's what like twelve steps is a listicle. Yeah, like uh, reading reading something like as a like as a lay dying by Faulkner like. That will help you with grief, especially if you read it as it should be read as a fucking comedy and not a tragedy. It is so fucking funny. And it's oh, well, ludicrous, and it's ludicrous how humans deal with grief. And uh, That's putting it mildly. Like, and, and reading that uh, helped me a lot when uh, Brandon Ryan died. And uh, same for like being a, a whiny little bitch in my 20s, like reading David Foster Wallace, Brooms of the System. Like He was a whiny little college bitch. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very true writing about his insecurities and i was like oh man i probably sound just like that and you know, respect sure enough, I... <laughs> is important that's yeah, honest uh, i appreciate that it's important to consider what value anything that you take in has so i think if we're not doing that we should all be filtering that and if we're not we're in deep trouble or it's your life so who cares it's not my life fuck it i'm not worried about it and you know, reading Reading history helps you contextualize the current moment and see it for what yeah. it is instead of the, the fucking spin from every fucking outlet. Sure it does. Yeah. Absolutely. And by the way, yeah. 12 steps are trash. I mean, the absolute joke that 12-step recovery is, and this is coming from somebody's. I've been in those rooms, I've tried it out, and it didn't work for me, and I thought, well, I guess I'm fucked forever. But no, that's not the only way. You know, that's Anybody who claims that their way is the only way, that's a... Stop, turn around, get the hell out of there right away. Lock that in. But 12 steps have a like a 95% relapse rate. If something had a 95% failure rate, why would anybody consider continuing to use it? Oh, let's start using the uh, prison system. You just described capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It yeah. fails for 95% of the people. <laughs> Actually, I that would it. tie that would tie into your uh, Bill Maher Russell Brand. Uh, oh yeah, topic. Right. If you wanted to bring that up. Wait, is this 2010? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, um, because oh I'm gonna, God. I'm gonna pull are this they up, still but, uh, relevant? Are they still a thing? <laughs> well, Bill Maher is, I guess, <laughs> is he relevant in terms of mainstream society? I'd have to say yes. Uh, Russell Brand pulls in a shitload of YouTube subs, and he's got, he gets like five million views on his videos. He does so. Is he relevant? I guess yes, but to your life, to my life, that's debatable. Yeah, they they both dropped completely off my radar. Uh, uh, what do you what you ever are, think of Russell Brand, Steve? I'm curious. But... Did you uh, ever enjoy his like movies or anything about him? I'm just curious. I never we never really I talked. I think I liked to uh, get him to the Greek. I thought that was fun. Yes, the, I love get him to the Greek. It was, it was funny. Yeah. I the movie's it, hilarious. That was the most and, surprisingly uh, funny movie I think I had ever seen in my life. I was like, this is going to be a dumpster <laughs> fire. And it was actually entertaining. Yeah, I think uh, uh, I saw both Religious and Get Him to the Greek in theaters, and I don't think I've thought about either of those guys since. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Get Him to the Greek was 2010, and Religious, I think, was 2007 off the top of my head. But either way, yeah, that sounds about right. I will say... Brand was hilarious in Forgetting Sarah Marshall and Get Him to the Greek, which he plays the same character. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe he's playing himself. I don't know. But I never watched another movie with him because I had no interest. Like the Arthur remake? Fuck that. No interest in that. Why? Dudley Moore was Arthur, and we're going to leave it in the past, okay? That was a bad idea. That was a bad idea. Of all remakes in the world, I think that's the worst remake. Wow, holy shit. Wow, wow that's saying dude. Something, they're and I didn't even see it. Piling up. Of course. <laughs> the original movie far. also gave us this. this Dudley, Moore, right Dudley Moore is an absolute genius. I don't even like Arthur the movie that much, but I really do love it's this song. It's not good. It's terrible. It's a classic. It's a classic, but it's terrible. Come oh, on, man. Christopher Cross? Do you know who wrote this song? Anybody? Off the top of your head, I guess. Prince? <laughs> that's funny that's funny that you chimed in first luke because you wouldn't know anything about music most of the time and that's not correct but not bad those swedish brothers that write every pop song yeah <laughs> yeah those guys actually uh, he died harrison? recently he died recently was it george harrison no george harrison died a long time ago yeah but who wrote this this is a song Bert, yeah, good old Bert Bacharach. Bacharach. Well, what yeah. the hell? I thought you were asking like a sneaky question. You did. I just he asked if you know. <laughs> yeah, you got Bacharach. <laughs> got Bacharach. That'll be a new segment on the show. <laughs> you got Bacharach. <laughs> you got Bacharach. Got fucking benoshed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, you got benoshed. Get fucking benoshed. Uh, but yes, Luke, Russell Brand. That's pretty much your extent. Did you ever uh, have any dalliances? Did you ever watch his stand-up? So he had a couple stand-up specials. No, he liked comedy. You know what? So. No, what what happened? What happened? What happened for me was I. I mean, I just thought he was. What had uh, happened was. Yeah. What? <laughs> what what had happened? happened? I just thought he was like a, he was a little you know, twink type uh, lollipop type guy. You know, he was just uh, he was just candy, <laughs> and uh, but then candy I started. Girl. I don't know. I cannot remember when I first came around to him as like a serious uh, thinker, but he, I, I do believe it was on some form of British television. He was talking about uh, universal health care or something um, like American universal health care. And 
I found the argument very compelling, and I was I could not uh, treat him as a joke anymore. Do you hear this, by the way? From. <laughs> That's how yeah. whole function. Oh, you can hear that? <laughs> Fuck. All right, sorry. Yeah, I can. I totally. No, can. we can hear it. Yeah. yeah no, I didn't want you to because I wanted to see if I could monitor the sound so I could find uh, the spot, yeah. which I should have done before. I didn't. Anyways, he's not. He's not a joke. He's he's a very serious thinker, but he is. He's more of a pop thinker a pop culture thinker he's he's Someone not like he's canceled. got a system he defenestrated he, but, which is great because it's from french the fenetra window mm. so to to throw it's someone a out of it's a yeah he but i want to know who is this guy herman nudix <laughs> no, yeah, why do i against you yeah that yeah, you was see, a terrible message I mean. to send yeah. and i think that set things off it, it may have gone to shit anyway i mean russia is a tough place and the people, you know, have been Russia's brutalized by communism, which is horrible for the soul, not to mention the pocketbook. It's horrible for the soul, but, guys. Um, yeah, Phil, can I give you a bunch of facts? Because oh, yeah, okay, here it is. Yeah, like, then you can riff on them. Because I'd love to see your response. take on these facts that come from it. our content on our show. Like, the, you know, our research gleaned from some great uh, journalists. And it's mostly, okay, say this kind of meta-journalism. Right. We accumulate facts. We don't use anything that's not been endorsed in mainstream media. And let me get, hit you up with some of this stuff and because I genuinely want to hear your take. But let me give you the whole thing as an overview, and then you can get as to it, you Bill fuck. Maher, because no, let's face it, no one else can do this. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Okay, so former Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett said recently a Russia-Ukraine peace deal was blocked by Western powers. We know that Boris Johnson visited Ukraine and counseled Zelensky against taking the peace deal that was on the table. That's just one thing. Let me hit you with all this stuff. Zelensky has vowed to retake Crimea, but Russia said that's the red line that will spark nuclear war. We know that, all right? Republican Senate leader Mitch McConnell said in December 2022, the most basic reasons for continuing to help Ukraine degrade and defeat the Russian invaders are cold, hard, practical American interests. And then and I'll just widen this out a little. The Pentagon spent $14 trillion after 9-11. 55% of it went to for-profit defense contractors. The average American taxpayer contributed $2,000 to the military last year. More than 900 of that went to corporate military contractors. At least 15 politicians who shape U.S. defense policy have investments in military contractors. Military contractors split their checks more or less evenly between Democrat and Republican candidates last year. And Biden appointed a Black Rock, a former Black Rock MD to the cabinet okay. in particular to sort out okay. this, the post-Ukrainian reconstruction. Okay, I, uh, stop. Okay, so... This fucking Brand boomer sickness, man. I'm telling you, Mar needs to be drug out in the street and shot. <laughs> Um, that's like being Garfield. fun by watching television. That's, that's what Garfield. Said. Whoa, that's what Garfield said. No shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Drag so, him out in the street and shoot him. <laughs> yeah, boomer nightmare for sure. But Bran lays out all that stuff. I don't. I would assume neither one of you guys would object with what he said, right? No, I mean I've I've looked at the sources he uses. I mean he uses like uh he uses like Common Dreams. He uses uh, Guardian. He well, none of that bullshit. I mean, it's not bullshit. No, no, I, I'm, I'm literally saying he uses like good sources. You know, I mean, he is not using like bullshit sources. So he doesn't just like come, come to the table with a bunch of bullshit. Whereas like Mars basically, uh, like, eh, whatever. You know, Mars, <laughs> Mars just pisses on people and, and doesn't give a fuck. He's, a, he's a fucking millionaire. He doesn't give a shit. Well, let's hear. He's a Let's hear his, his piece response. Of shit. This is response to all that shit he laid out. Very not not to go ad hominem on you, but no, sure, you're probably right. Here we go. These are these are good facts, Bill. These are facts. 
Possibly. I don't have. I'm, I don't have a fact checker possibly. here. I don't doubt anything. You're not going to need one. Wait, wait. I, I, but that's. It's so far from the point. I, I mean, I feel no, like. Is it your antenna for conspiracy theories? Oh. I mean, you have a good antenna, and then sometimes uh, it does not serve you well because, like, even if all this stuff is true, yeah, it's just more complicated than that. It, both things can be true. It can be something that is a worthy endeavor to stop Russia from invading a, another country uh and and it also could be the case it is the case of course people in the defense industry are looking to to keep having reasons to make weapons and so forth yes. there are people who absolutely have a vested interest yes. in war those are what your facts are saying it doesn't mean even if all that is true and i would agree there are people who have a vested interest in war that doesn't mean Logically, it doesn't mean that every war is because of that. <laughs> what the fuck? Unfucking believable. <laughs> fuck boomers. It's for you, Bill Mark. Fuck boomers. Boomers, I hope y'all die. Fuck my parents. Fuck boomers. Love you, Dad. Love you, Mom. Fuck boomers. <laughs> Fuck boomers. Fuck my parents. Fuck all you boomers. I hope y'all die. Yeah. So, it's about what you expected, I'm sure. But. Eric Allen gets another call out for that. Yeah. All right, no here. Let me, let me just let me just throw something at you real quick. I mean, I I literally because of because of how fucking stupidly like predictable Bill Maher is and how like just waterlogged his whole his fucking brain is. Um, <laughs> He's I, I a just, fucking I, cocker spaniel. Dude, I pulled I pulled yeah. The water I pulled, brain. I pulled out fucking I pulled out Power Elite and and I'm not kidding. I didn't even like I didn't curate this. Here's what it says. This is a short paragraph. The ideology of the corporate rich is conservatism without any ideology. Uh, they are conservative if no other reason than they feel themselves to be a sort of fraternity of the successful. They are without ideology because they feel themselves to be practical men. They do not think up problems. They respond to alternatives presented to them in such ideology as they must have inferred from such responses as they make. I mean, that's fucking it like that's, that's also the part of every I Ayn just, Rand book exactly. oh, yeah? I, just, I flipped the fucking book open and it said the title was corporate rich that is the that's the chapter title that's Whoa. Just, that was a random paragraph I didn't even like look through it <laughs> and it's crazy like Bill Maher th like maybe he thinks because he's older he he gets to condescend to Russell Brand who actually came with facts and he comes with well I don't really know all the facts but it seems to me like, he, he, <laughs> yeah, keeps, he keeps marveling head. <laughs> he keeps marveling at like how Russell Brand is well read he goes how many books yeah. do you read yeah. how many books do you read and Russell Brand's I, it's like I don't know, man. It's like in the ether. Like fuck it, just listen. What the fuck? <laughs> I really yeah, do believe that Russell Brand has his heart is in the right place. Uh, 
that's a guy that's a real ally. That's a guy that's a that good dad. Literally yeah. be part he's a loud of... mouth saying things like that, and he's going on shows. And he was he on his show, the fuck. big show. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. He's talking about Fox News and MSNBC. These are things we know here on this show, those of you that listen. But he said on Bill Maher's main real-time TV show, he's calling out both sides, and he's talking in terms of reason that you just don't get a lot of in mainstream, I guess, in like your both day-to-day up. mainstream uh He is calling it out as one side. He he makes that very clear. Sure. There, there are no two sides. I mean, he, he is calling out... The t- not the two-party system, but the duopoly, whatever. But I think that's what I love about him is, like, um, he does have a little bit of outsider status, you know? He's he's a Brit, so I think he gets a little bit of... He gets a longer leash than a lot of people. I don't fucking care what he told you, okay? You know, that's probably why Bill Maher would put him on a show, because Bill Maher wouldn't put any, like, real leftists on a show. So... <laughs> you know, that's how that's how someone like a Russell Brand. Uh, yeah, he'll have like Bernie Sanders spooky. on. That's <laughs> well, it was like, the oh, same episode, on. right? They pack them all into the same episode. Put oh, did all they? of your leftist ideas into one episode, so that way uh, you have no fucking <laughs> chance that this is going to like out. seep into the fucking mainstream. God that's putting it mildly. Uh, Mar Mar's a fucking. He's a, he's yeah. a fucking psycho. Everybody who knows he's Luke in the show knows how Luke feels about Mar, and it's always great to hear Luke. Rail against Bill Maher. I love it. I, I never miss fuck. an opportunity. No, he's an evil piece of shit that like does. Yeah, but he doesn't but think he is, which makes him even worse. That's what I'm talking about. That's what makes him an evil piece of shit. Or yeah. else he would just be a regular piece of shit. <laughs> Typical shit. <laughs> yeah, he would just be a just a random walking around piece of shit. <laughs> oh. So, well, then what can we do then? What matters then? Who cares? I mean. What, I don't know. What's why, the focal why'd you, point? Why'd you play that? Because I why? just wanted to get feedback from you to watch you rage out. And I, I knew there what you go. guys would say. I mean, it's not like it's <laughs> it's not reinventing anything unique here. I just found it unusual enough to play because, again, you just don't get a lot of this digging into the yeah, you know. military-industrial complex discussion points you don't get that in the mainstream again and again i i weave in the mainstream on the edges i'm all over the place but i i just found it peculiar so yeah i mean i you know the the thing that this okay so what i was thinking about when you mentioned that you wanted to throw this on the show is uh how we who are they how we've gotten some questions like you know kind of Throughout the well, can I say throughout the years? I, it, no, it's been not been two years. Yes, um, yeah, it's has been. It been two yes, years? it is. We're in our, yeah, we've been doing this almost have for three hit? years, not quite, but oh my past God. two years, yes. Holy, holy shit! All right, so throughout the whoa. years, whoa, whoa, I mean, what are dependable sources? I mean, who do you who do you listen to? Like what exactly? Fuck? And I think that's a that's what is most frustrating to, uh, I guess. I, okay, I would say. People on the left or people that feel informed or people that are constantly seeking out uh, new sources, like, you know, subscribing to Substacks and all that shit, because that's wow, kind of wow, where, wow. that's pretty much where, where the truth is at. I mean, what are you going to do? Listen to CNN, uh, MSNBC? I mean, are you going to get anything that gives you any orientation in a world that's not just 
um, not just elite propaganda. Uh, you're not. It's it's impossible. They're in lockstep, and it's hilarious when you go from station to station, and the exact same stories are being covered in the exact same way, and they say the exact same fucking things. That is state TV. That is propaganda. So yeah, I mean, look at the Trump thing right now. It's it, it's all over the place. Doesn't mean dick at all, but people think it's so important because they've been fed it or they've bought into it, and that. And now they're so ingrained oh, in it that hilarious. it's hard to get them untethered from it. It's, it's. I feel awful about it for so many people who got stuck in this shit. No, you wouldn't be. Wait, was he arrested today? I fucking, <laughs> I don't care. I don't even I know. Did it happen? I don't even know less. if it happened today. That's all little. Like, yeah, I don't even know. I just heard. When I was in New York a couple weeks ago, there was. I was like, why are there so many fucking armed police officers with machine guns and like army SWATs and army guys at the airport and in New York city. I'm like, this, is this really what New York city is like now? Fucking machine gun soldiers on the corners of the street. That seemed unusual to me. But then again, I mean, how often do I go to New York? Not very often, but I mean, that's, that's putting it mildly. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. But then I found out like after we left at the, all that this dumb shit was coming down about his arraignment and possibly getting arrested. So they were preparing for the January 6th, Type people He's still in the invasion arrested. that is about to come. Dang. He's still not arrested. He's wow, still not, dude. The man is still but not that's, in but, cuffs. Yeah, who it's cares though? But this is the whole point, right? Is this this distraction? It's it's such a classic textbook part he of the playbook. It's a he hallmark. He can't be arrested. He can't be arrested. I'll tell you why. Because if you fucking arrest him, you got to arrest literally every fucking buddy else. Jonathan, John Edwards. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. John though. Edwards did matter. the same exact fucking thing. While his wife had fucking cancer, he cheated yeah. on his wife and paid he off the woman that, he though, cheated though. with. Exactly. That's why it's so no, fucking stupid to indict him on this and not to indict him on calling the fucking Secretary of State in Georgia and telling him to change the fucking vote. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Can you give me right. one extra That's a vote? Great point. <laughs> just one extra <laughs> vote. Yeah, just put the me one over. It looks like he... a fucking barn burner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Edwards also had his best. He had his lackey take the rap for impregnating that girl he fucked, and then he had to live with her. This lackey had to live with her for months. Oh, it's fucking terrible. If you dig into that story, folks, the John Edwards knocked up that woman, and then his lackey took the rap and then lived with her, even though he was married. I mean, it's just insane. Wait, hold it's on. Incredible. You, the these- lackey was the lackey married too. Yeah, the lackey was married. Oh, so my God. He's got to oh try to explain God. to his wife that I'm just covering for John Edwards. I didn't really fuck her, I swear. But I got to live with her for a while now, so we got to go move. <laughs> it's just an all-time okay. stupidity. All right. That it's is... a John, John Edwards, the Lifetime Ooh, original movie. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Lifetime presents John Edwards' lackey, Billy Balboa. No, I don't even know his name. The, but The, the point lackey. of this is is that all this Trump shit is to distract. It's just... A, the Wag the Dog was a movie that was 25 years ago. That's what the country yeah. does. Well, you look Wag one way and everything else that's, that's really awful. For fucking 70 exactly. years. Exactly. Right, but I'm just giving you, that's 25 years. I'm not even saying 100 years. I'm trying to give people this one is, example of closer to reality. Yeah, this is why God. newspapers were great, because they fucking ended. And so because they were finite, yes. they could only put the relevant fucking shit in there. And then you couldn't doom scroll after you were done with the newspaper. You were just done. You read Doom the news. Doom Now it's over. Yes. People need to bring that's that back. There needs to be yeah, some fucking no format on the internet that's just like, this is the paper. This is 
This is actually important. If there's nothing important that happened today, we're not reporting shit. And we're definitely <laughs> not reporting that someone yeah, wore it, like it. too showy of a dress or like uh, this guy had his balls out at a club or like <laughs> you know, fucking dumb celebrity shit or like some YouTuber got fucking <laughs> shot for pranking a guy in a mall. TMZ. Who gives a shit? Yeah. If you want that, oh, yeah, go to TMZ. Yeah, there's one. There needs there's to one be anti-TMZ. Anti-TMZ tonight. I saw it on the scroll a couple hours ago. <gasps> Founder of Cash App murdered by knifing in San Francisco. And that all helped. And then you got all this shit that just, it's one point, And then it breaks off into all these other distractions. Wait, it's Silicon Valley Bank See, is really happen? trying to get that now money I'm back. Curious. Now I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stab that guy from Cash App. <laughs> <laughs> Silicon Valley bank executives. He's got they a he's murdered got a, the cash app founder. He's got like an old school <laughs> Rolodex on his on his desk. Like, uh, wait a minute, what's his name? Steve. All right, I'm going after him. Hey, Steve. <laughs> Fucking stabbing that guy. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I picked yeah, Steve. I no thanks, man. I don't want your life. Good God. No, you're right. Doom scrolling is hell on earth. Wow. It's That's just so fucked point, though, but though, like it's such a good point. Limited space means certain information gets in and right. it has a purpose one way or the other. At least you can fucking judge that. I mean, you can judge it post hoc, but you can at least rely on it to a degree. And if you're fucking not a complete shithead with your head up your ass, like you'll understand if you're reading, I don't know, something that sounds uh reliably forthright or true. Um, also, if you're if you're if you're devoting all of your attention to the important thing, you're gonna write a better story and do more investigation than you would do if you're like, oh shit, I gotta cover the fucking Kardashian beat or like. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, yes. coverage is so splintered now, right? Even people who are called invest, I don't even know if they exist anymore. Investigative journalists, but you're right. ProPublica, really man, they do. They no, fucking they do. Rule. Yeah. The, the, yes, yeah. there are some out there. Yeah, they still got like the fucking spotlight group at the Globe. There's, no, there's there's papers that have really good investigative reporting. That's why I love Charlie LaDuff here in Detroit. He I don't give a fuck about his politics, and he's not trying to push a political agenda on his no bullshit news show. It's local to Detroit, but he's it's got a poison representative. Uh, I think he's sick in the head. His politics. Oh, that's are fine. Completely. Exactly. They're completely the, out of control. There's they're. But he goes out of his politics. way. He's a he's a drunken buffoon, and he's a total bozo. Well, who in, who gave him a free hot dog last week? That's who he's going to support in the next election. <laughs> Look, he's an investigative journalist, a really good one still. That's what I'm trying to say. I it know, doesn't matter I know, what he represents. He does a, a service to the them, city though. of Detroit. Yeah, he does. Well, get, he does. He does a huge service to the workers of the uh, city of Detroit yes, by getting down Flint, on his knees. To the whole region. By getting down on his knees and servicing them all of the time. He has. He still talks he has, about Flint. Nobody like talks about Flint anymore. He has prosecutors on his show that are like fucking hosts. Mm -hmm. This guy's a fucking. I I don't know what to think about him. I I know that I'm supposed to respect him. Uh, I, I don't know have to respect speaks, him. I just like that I know his show that he exists. speaks in a tone that makes you makes you supposed to respect him, but. I no, think it's not that, even about that. It's just about the actions, what he does, uh, he and fanboy, what oh, the end God, result he fanboys is. Fanboy so hard. You fanboy so oh, I, hard on dude, people that work for the city. It's disgusting, man. It's so gross. What? What do you mean? Oh my god! So the the host that he has, he's got, he's had. Oh, uh, uh, Karen Dumas. Karen Dumas. 
was a former mayor of Flint, and she worked for Mayor Bing in Detroit. It was like her, she was basically like chief of staff. Yeah, there you go. But yes, she's, you should listen to what she's saying on the show. Point being is people don't even know what we're she's talking about right cool. now. It's, it's called No BS News. It's been on the air now as a podcast for at least three years. It's a local Detroit regional Michigan show, but it's an example of someone who is outside of, I mean, because local, does this even need to be said, folks? Local television news <laughs> and newspapers are worthless. They're truly worthless now. Complete and trash. he oh is God. filling the void here of legitimate reporting. And he he is. He's a Pulitzer Prize winning reporter who has, he has the basics of journalism before it died. Like he understands how you're supposed to do it still. So that's why I'm glad people like him exist. And I'm just, basically I was just agreeing with what Steve was saying. There are, there are people out there doing quality work. It's just harder to find them. It's true. It'd be nice if he didn't have wow, dude, the, uh, the city payroll on his show. Yeah, well, Karen Dumas is not on the city payroll. She was, and she's yeah, she was in her legacy, and she now she rallies against it now. She's oh my god, dude. The early, I've heard, <sighs> I can give you a bunch right. of clips. I'll pull a bunch you know of clips what? and I'll give them to you. You know what? You know what? I'll listen to some newer episodes. Okay, sorry, Steve. Okay. We're uh, we're we're off the uh, off the rails. No, you're good. I like hearing about this shit. I'll listen to some new. I don't clips, get. I don't get I don't to hear think, about it enough. Yeah, yeah. I got them lining up. No, but, she was doing nothing but like defending a bunch of fucking Democratic, uh, like that's not how it is anymore. Completely corrupt fucking scumbags. Uh, yeah. In in this area, she was uh, she was running fucking cover for. Dude, yeah, everybody. That was a while ago. And you uh you've always talked about how you love love his uh podcast, you love his show. I guess mm-hmm. I guess uh this is a big part of kind of like can you separate the art from the artist? Um but when it comes to journalism, I suppose the one and they're one and the same. So you can't be the guy that's like the muckraker in Detroit that fucking uncovers everything. And also cover up a bunch of shit because you got somebody that's like on the city fucking payroll on your show. That's what he was doing. And it was driving me fucking insane. I could not listen to him because he would talk about how he's he's so in the in the weeds, you know. He's such a Detroiter. Like That's putting know, it mildly. He literally works at fucking uh Coney Island in, in Detroit, uh, in order to like pretend to be working class and and he's just a insane lush, uh, and that's fine. Mazel you know, too. good things. It's totally cool. I love, I love alcoholics. So that's great, but that's all he was. Cheers. Like, yeah, that's what he's doing, and uh, and then then his like fucking co-host is is somebody that just like worked to cover shit up, and then did nothing but run cover for a bunch of fucking Democrats. Now I don't know. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. I but guess, they are who we thought they were. I guess I need to be proven wrong. I, I don't know. I feel like it's. I feel like it was a, a fucking. Yeah, you're way off base, but that's fine. I don't even okay, want. I don't want to rehash cool. it here that's right cool. now. So that's good. Because, uh, right. I'm not a moron. So if that was the case, I would not be shilling for a show like that. Uh, not a so moron they had to either, win man, me over. They had to win me over, and they did. But check it out for yourself, folks, if you want to. It's not just. It's a show for everybody. Because if you live in the United States, you're going to understand the issues. It's called No BS News. Uh, I wanted to. Also mentioned locally, and I briefly brought this up last week, that you know Chris Illich 
Got $650 million in tax incentives pushed through last week by Mayor Duggan and the cronies and the machine in Detroit. And despite everyone bitching about it, it didn't mean a damn thing because it passed city council with only one vote against. And it's just, it's such a fucking bummer, man. But it, it's, it just makes me wonder, like, why are we even talking about this stuff? Like, who cares? Like, one What's day we're going to die. Another monorail? <laughs> <laughs> people mover! People mover? Or the uh, even stupid... I mean, what's stupider? The people mover or that fucking thing that goes 3.8 miles on Woodward? <laughs> Dude, what's stupider? <laughs> no, no I, think the, I think the people mover is just, like, epic. Oh, it is. It's Hall of Fame. It's like a Simpsons joke. <laughs> bit, a bit like realized. Oh, yeah. it is. <laughs> it's yeah. People don't know if you've never been to Detroit. The People Mover was built, I think, late '80s. I want to say, early '90s at worst. And Steve, how do you describe it as somebody who moved to Michigan? How do you describe the People Mover? <laughs> as somebody who's lived in <laughs> other cities with very good public transportation. That's uh, putting it mildly. It's it's a uh, piece of shit that looks like garbage, <laughs> that works like garbage, takes you to about four stops in a, a, a like a tiny little square of where anything is in Detroit and nowhere else. Doesn't connect to anything else. Maybe there's a Greyhound station nearby or something, but like <laughs> it is just a self-contained fucking stupid circle. And like if you want to go to like from the Expo Center to like you know. I think they just thought there was just going to be 24 seven, 365 fucking car shows. <laughs> we'll, we'll take you from the expo to the fucking hotel and then back. <laughs> You're fucking fired, Bob. That's the trade up. Make sure you get a continental breakfast in the hotel because it's not going to take you to anywhere in Detroit where you'd actually like to eat. <laughs> yep. That's so good. Well yeah, done. Perfect. That's fantastic. That was a great breakdown of the TV. <laughs> It is the perfect trade-off to not providing real public transportation in this state. Like every time Musk says Hyperloop, that's what I think of. Yes. Everything <laughs> <laughs> Oh bullshit! I'm going home. Man. It's like the, like the fucking Mario Kart Rainbow Road, just a fucking loop that never ends. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> Yeah, it's a total fraud. Anyways, Detroit's a shithole, and it's being, you know, exploited. It's always oh. been exploited. It'll never change. Yeah, it sucks. It does. But, I mean, it's it's still a great place with great people, but it's just so exploited in perpetuity for all times. It'll never seem to end. I don't know why it would ever end. Maybe it's always been that way. It's very possible it has, but there's also a lot of cities that are just built to reap the public coffers dry again and again and again and again and just re rinse repeat that's something i you're, you're you describing everywhere yeah you mentioned <laughs> steve you mentioned every you know other cities you lived in that's something i learned when i went to other cities after i left detroit i'm like oh wow this is like a blueprint of the same fucking setup segregated suburbs urban decay exploit the people repeat again and again it's incredibly frightening how common it is <laughs> it's just it's called the system <laughs> it's an yeah. economic system. Um, yeah. yeah, but, you know, I don't want to... Right. There's people out there it's who don't right. get it. So I don't want to talk like, oh, we know everything. I want other people to listen to this show and be like, you wow, I didn't understand that. You don't have to know that. everything. You, all, you don't have to know everything. Fuck. No. People who listen to the show, I want them to... Oh, if yeah. they didn't see it, 
or if they don't, if they, you know, because it's not obvious. If it was so obvious, maybe it would change. Or maybe it is so obvious that it's so, so <laughs> just hopeless. It makes everyone empathetic that, yeah, we all recognize it, but we're fucked. So we all just give up and smoke weed and watch Netflix and beat off. I think we go one <laughs> step further, man. We go Durkheim. We completely, uh, we all commit suicide. Oh, well, you just had a kid, so I feel like that's not going to happen. We should strike. I mean, I'm not going to do it, and I'm not going to do it. I think most of us are going to say, well, I'm not going to do that. But if it does seem like a more or less convincing option, I think that's where, like, uh, most people put their heels in. And they say, like, oh, shit, I don't really want to do that. You almost need to tempt people with the idea because it's like, all right, well, all right, shit is bad. Well, don't do that. Let's do something a little bit better. How about we find some fucking way to, like, have solidarity? How about we, like, get together? How about we actually, I don't know, even if even if we're not going to be feet in the street, uh, you know, creating real political change, I mean, at least we could do that um at least we could do that mentally. At least we could agree with each other and fucking understand that like, maybe there's an opportunity there too. I don't know. Fucking lose my train of thought. I could have gone on, but it's not worth it. I smoke. I drink. I fuck bitches. I skate. I'm basically the shit. I think that sums it up quite well. Hmm. Look, oh, I think uh, the the answer here is to is to create a system outside of it. Like uh, the people mm-hmm. who are involved in the concept of new work. I don't know if you've heard of that. I I think that's the way to new go. Work? You create communist communities. You take back the means of production. So even if it's just like uh, people buying a window factory in Chicago, worked at and ran. Now they own it, and now that's one factory that owns means of production. And then everyone gets paid pretty much the same, and then any profits they go, uh, they get should go to buying other, buying other businesses, buying more means of production. So if you can set up like mm-hmm. a communist market inside the capitalist market that uh, treats its employees well, like, you know, just imagine if they're like, who would go to the, the fucking Starbucks if there was a coffee shop next door that was unionized and everyone was fucking happy and everyone showed up to work every day. Mm-hmm. No one's going to go to the Starbucks. It's closed every other day because no one fucking showed up and there's no fucking gig workers there because like, oh my, like how many times do you see those pictures on the internet of just fucking uh, thousands of fucking Frappuccinos sitting on a counter because no you know, one fun when to pick up the, the fucking coffee. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. And like, and then once you get to a point where people are actually happy and have a job they can go to every day and don't have to like maintain their own car just to fucking deliver fucking garlic knots to Karen. <laughs> like, <laughs> Pizza dude. Pizza dude. You will have set an example that everyone wants to follow, and once that example is set. I mean, it would totally get crushed. Like, people would be shot. Like, I really think, like, this would be, like, some CIA shit. Like, if you started that and it got yeah. enough fucking momentum, people would die. You are fake news. Exactly. That, that's what I that's just thought of when you said CNN all that. That's where CNN would come in. That's what I thought of, Luke, is when he said all that, is that there would be so much 
disinformation that fucked with people's heads that it would just never get through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the other... Jesus fucking Christ. We didn't even get into, like, the chat GPT and the fucking AI shit. That's, like, a, I think something... What did you... Do you have a point about that? Talking, no, I just... It's something like I feel like if we had introduced it at the beginning, uh, the three of us could have really chopped it up and and uh, but listen, that shit has nothing to do with me. I, I run a legitimate business here. Just layer that on top of everything Steve just said, and Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell but you Steve's, what, man. Steve's hundred percent fucking right. Like that oh, is yeah. the thing. The second any any type of real uh, solidarity uh, is like materializes in the form of like some form of unionization, uh, actually creates some kind of real political force. Uh, that's when the FBI gets you on the radar, and that's when uh, Hoover fucking sucks you up. Don't you see that comfort can be dangerous? Hoover's bottom. And that's when the uh, self-help gurus move in and try to take over the, the unions. Like, you know, <laughs> just fucking, you know, imagine Tony Robbins as Jimmy Hoffa. Like, there you go. <laughs> you, this, you, this, got, you got a charismatic person who wants Tony to control shit. So Jimmy like, Hoffa. there would have to be, there has to be as much regulation in communism as there should be in capitalism. Yes. And it has to regulate from fucking within. And they completely goddamn disrespected yeah. me. Little idiots! The funniest thing I ever heard was, um, what's what's his face? Who's that? Who's that fucking blonde old asshole who was like, oh, if there's Richard Branson. No, well he's yeah. But, I'm just thinking of blonde old assholes. No, the guy in CNN or MSNBC or something that was like, oh, I'm gonna get oh. shot in the, uh, I'm gonna get shot in Central Park. What is his fucking name? The loud guy, the super loud guy who's on. Chris like Matthews. Thank you. thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, is that guy still around? That <laughs> fucking potato head. Went over it. Holy potato shit! Head. Pumpkin head. These these fucking psychos. <laughs> oh my god, what? What is they... he still around? By the way, I'm just curious. I I'll look. No, it up. I I think he I think he got me too. <laughs> I'm sure he's on like Twitter, like Keith Olbermann or something. Oh God, the Big Show. Or... Rest in power. Oh my God. So sad. That's a rough I thought, one. I thought, I thought rest in power was reserved for uh, like marginalized activists. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Well, it's been taken. Just... It's been taken <laughs> away. It's long gone now. Oh, it's already co-opted. Oh, big time! Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Well, you know, if you believe Mark Fisher, it's all been co-opted prior. <gasps> um... You talking about Who's Steve Mark Fisher's Fisher? son? Steve Fisher, a former head coach of Michigan basketball. His son, Mark Fisher. He's assistant coach at San Diego State. They lost to the national title game. Danny, did you watch? Man, they got murdered by UConn. That sucked. Dude, who gives That's a putting it mildly. Well, people like sports because it's distraction again. You know, we all need a break, you know. And also, there is a beauty in the actual game, not just the... You know, capitalist structure of sporting events. There's, I love sports. Sports. How, how sports. How do you? Sports. Like, I'm doing the, do the Viagra Boys song. Apart. Sports. 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 Snark. All, all three of us know about the fun of sports. When sports Come came out in '83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. <laughs> it really did. I'm sorry, Lou. Chris Matthews, you hate him. Mm. <laughs> I do. Uh, yeah. Play, 
lost lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> no, man, it's. I think that's I think that's about where I gotta wrap it up. I I don't. Oh, really, okay, yeah. I don't yeah. really understand anywhere else to go with this. It's. Building laugh, man. Fuck it. What are we fucking? Yeah, what are we fucking dealing with? Right. I mean, we can't protect everybody from uh, the information that like uh, you know bleeds into their fucking brains. Uh, so you know. You gotta get it together and you gotta understand. This shit is fucking everything. Is it's all bullshit. It's all We so did a bullshit. My Dinner with Andre on Cinema Nine last week. Oh, that's and a great movie. Oh yeah. Uh, man, Wallace Shawn, holy shit. Great, yeah. And I Inconceivable. I at, <laughs> inconceivable. <laughs> I do not think you understand the meaning of that word. I think <laughs> what I just want to mention it because it basically came out when all three of us were birthed. You know, we were all born in 80, it came out in 81, and over the entire timeline since then, it's just been that much more hellish economically for the greater majority. It was always it's always been bad, we know this. It's always been hell. It's always been a rig system, blah blah blah. But I looked at the movie and watched it through that lens now thinking like, "Oh man, these guys, 40 years later, got to be so much more despondent when you look around. But then again, you know, the Andre character was this affluent guy who would not maybe recognize that. Even if he he's the worst example of all these types of people because he would recognize it and would try to empathize, but he still wouldn't make a mark in any way that was meaningful to other people. So I just found hours of interesting concepts and thoughts. Of course, you know, it's a philosophical discussion they're having. It's easy to pick apart and dive into many different areas, but I just thought yeah, about it from the well, 40 years on where we are now. Our whole lives has just been a... I don't think it's sour grapes to say it's been a fucking tough road economically. Well, so much so much of those... Absolutely. Those types, yeah. uh, real, real quick fact. I think it's something like uh, the minimum wage now if, like, us being born in 1980, the minimum wage then, if it had continued to now, in uh, real prices, uh, would be $25 an hour. That would be minimum. Minimum. That's pretty that's actually pace. That's actually minimum. It is declined. Keeping up with keeping up with productivity gains. Minimum. It's exactly. actually between 25 and like 45. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Oh. That's what I'm saying. I, the minimum I, minimum wage. Right. It's not just, hey, my generation had a rough go of it. There are, are factual, tangible pieces of information like that that show you it. It's not just, Wah. Oh, yeah. Look at college tuition prices and home prices and fucking yes. everything else. Oh, Thank you. See? See, people? Fuck boomers. Fuck boomers. Why? Sports. That should almost be like the go out song here. Is, like, <laughs> no, I mean, Actually, uh, Steve, I got I found a great song for right? this show yeah. this week. I already locked it in. I'm really excited about it. Um, it's perfect. I oh, I got one for you. Ooh, you got another Maybe one. We can do two. Yeah, I'm happy to defer to you. You're the special guest. I I was watching this thing on David yes. Geffen the other night and. I had no idea. He, like, one of his first people he signed to some woman I've never heard of, but it basically launched his ability to become the fucking 
maniacal maniac that he is. Yeah, the puppet master that he is now. Her name was Laura Nero, and the song was called Poverty Train. And I immediately thought of Luke in the show. I was like, oh, you would love this, Poverty uh. Train. But I'd never heard the song. So, But I want to defer to you. You're the guest this week. We can always play Poverty Train another week. Oh, yes. We can play that anytime. All right, let's do uh, DJ Shadow, Urgent, Important, Please Read. I love Ooh. I love Steve's uh, recommendations, man. This is like, <laughs> it, it always gives me something to like actually pull up on my uh, on my cellular phone and download so i get very excited hell yeah i'm not okay. i'm not lying i did it i did it for the last song too it seemed like you were lying but i'll allow it it sounded stupid but i wasn't lying that's putting it mildly okay well it's a safe pod <laughs> at gmail.com we want to thank our old friend our dear friend Mr. Steve, for coming aboard and doing the show with us. He, he just makes the show that much more interesting because he has so much information inside that sweet noggin of his. So we thank Steve <laughs> Have for a dick us. and don't suck, just, just like, like this. this. <laughs> Decca, yeah. I, I know it's... <laughs> <a good. laughs> it's a, yeah, 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 yeah! It's always better to have Steve <laughs> on the show than not. So we thank him. And yeah, if you guys are... Confused? Or you think we're idiots? Or you disagree? This is definitely a great time to fire off an email. Is it safe? Pod at gmail.com. As we're going to turn it over now to, I assume this is the right song. Steve will stop me if I got it wrong. This is DJ Shadow Urgent. Important. So there's this thing. It's called the theory of planned behavior. We started to predict an individual's intentions to engage in a behavior at a specific time and place. I don't know if you've been looking at your phones or looking at your screens, but um, careful with your info. You dealing with the new mosquitoes through placebo, I clutch doom. Holly Selassie and needle roller on mushrooms. It's quick with flu, I trend like Nipsey Blue. I smoke a blunt in a hurricane to get me through. Examine the fact I took Thor's hammer from cap, no silicone. In the cold, this is natural rap, technology killer. I can see the sins of the center stage. Since automation started when they freed the first slaves. My determination was birthed from the birth of the first batch. Kick, kick a op in the face with a steel toe Timberland Floating through a wormhole backwards like what's the symbolist If this the end game directed by John Singleton We've been the best since the best was a fucking concept Will Smith was Aladdin and the last man alive So fuck it, nigga, the last one left What's up? Everyone wants to feel in control In the same breath they want to pay top dollars to be told what they like and what they don't So it seems to me this confusion is a human error we keep allowing this to grow. The machines are gonna win. I'm, I'm gonna be the first to say it. My niggas forever been poor, competitive for the bread in the land where the only good president is a dead one. And the only real protection is a handgun. Liquor shot for the dead homies on that red rum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the rich get richer. And we get whatever the rich get sicker. And each year we dig in the ditch get bigger. You eat shit for dinner, your bitch get sicker. Hell on the floor with a crayon, ghost in the shell. I'm performing a seance. I broke the spell, the thoughts that they prey on. The fuckers can't control a soul full of chaos. American gods, the devil is born and heaven is torn apart. When I settled the score, developed the form of man, but never been more different. A metaphor for killing, never before witness. Deleting every record, you know what I mean. Putting mine on my money, downloading, flee the scene clean. Keep them busy with algorithms, making them dizzy. Put them on gain and watch how quickly the pricks will forgive me. They overdid it with no permission. They starting drama like this to dimension where Biff is married to Martin Mama. No disrespect from their disconnection, they out of power. They'll come back to me in their darkest hour. Everywhere I go, people that I know tell me how.
now I glow. My soul is a light show. Since I was little, Ryan always said I was right. Don't need his gun watching WCW Nitro. The gangsta ain't tested, so they figure they try more. Paint themselves in the corner, then they wind up in my door. Like, what up, doubt? How you feeling, mate? What you working on? The homies want the green like they say it's on it on. The futurists gotta say it's all, but in the land of technology, the hacker is God. So everybody charge your church up, get prepared. Open your social media, buy your heads for prayer, yeah. Type of hype, got nihilists getting scared, yeah. Better life, you fighting but unaware, yeah. Whoever knew revelation was really a revelation. Get the babies waking up off of the plantation. Dang, so there you have it. A few different perspectives to reinforce the notion that you are not going crazy and you are not being paranoid and everything that you've been worried about are the exact things that need to be on your mind. The question is, what do we do about it?